So three four six, if I remember correctly, along with three two six, those are both Steinbach numbers, are they not? That is correct. I yep. lived in Steinbach for boy almost ten years. Uh, Come on. Yeah, at the beginning of uh, the two thousands, late nineties and the two thousands. Um, and actually, you're. Uh, um, I've talked to a couple of bands uh, more than I thought I would of uh, of people who uh, are based in Steinbach. What's going on with the with the music scene in in Steinbach? It's it's almost like a like a footloose revolution has taken place. <laughs> is what it seems to feel like. Um, maybe I'm Kevin Bacon. I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, that, that that definitely wouldn't be me. I don't. You know what? It's it's always been a really um, musically gifted area. Uh, I think that's from everybody being raised in uh, choral settings, whether it be uh, church choir or whatever. But but the the musical talent that comes from Steinbach is is pretty phenomenal. And, and now that we're moving out of um, the those simple gospel songs, like like you've got these you've got these great voices that are coming, and then the musicians that are starting to learn learn. Um, chord progressions other than typical <laughs> church worship songs. So I think that's what's happening. It, it, there would seem to be uh, a number of challenges um, getting a getting a band that plays rock together in Steinbach. Uh, number one, just the way the town is. It's, it's a very conservative town, uh, so that music might not play that well. Number two, where do you guys play? Like, wh- how do you perform? There's there, there are no venues there, are there? Right. Other than the churches, well, our, right? Our favorite venue to play in in Steinbach is uh, is Winnipeg. So <laughs> that's, that's that's all we've got. There's basically once once a year we get our we get to um, show our faces to the to the public at uh, Summer in the City, which takes place in in June annually. And we've seen we've seen big acts come through there. We've seen, like who they have this last year was Harlequin. Mm. Uh, we've had Burton Cummings come through, Tom Cochran, um, Trooper. Like those bands do come through, and it, it is surprisingly received really well by the community. Um, it, Steinbeck has changed a bunch. Um, I don't know if that's a indirect correlation with uh, the Liquor Mart opening up. I'm, I couldn't. I couldn't speak to that, but it's it has changed tremendously. Um, so I, I don't think it's as conservative as most people think, but uh, but just kind of the name and then being being in the the quote unquote Bible Belt, it, it'll it'll probably always have that stigma. Yeah. Um, but you were there, uh, yeah. so so early two thousands. Yeah, like I, I'd say things have changed since then for sure. Well, every time I go back, my mom and my dad still live there. Uh, along with yeah. most of my family, so every time I go back, there's some new building or some new thing that I don't remember being there uh, the last time I was there. So when, when you guys do play shows in Winnipeg uh, and people realize that you are from Steinbeck, I, I get the vibe that Winnipeg musicians are pretty welcoming. Am I am I accurate on that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Everyone everyone treats us with tremendous uh, grace. We're we're very. Uh, We've we've been those are like the bands that we play with are all Winnipeg bands and we consider them good friends. Is everybody in the Boy in the Sea from Steinbeck, or are there some Winnipeggers in there too? Uh, well, so Luke, our bass player, lives in Winnipeg now. Um, Jay, who plays electric, he's actually from Grunthal. Oh boy! Uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boy, if you uh, want to find a place harder to get started than Steinbeck, Grunthal would be first on my list. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I don't know. We don't know how he made his way into the band either. It's it's, it's kind of he, he's an anomaly. He, he truly is. Um. So yeah. you guys are probably best known in Winnipeg, at least for um, the association with uh, the Jets um, uh, and the song Rise Together. Um, yeah. Did Kyle talk to you or did you talk to Kyle first? Kyle. Ball Harry. Game producer, my boss at the Winnipeg Jets. Oh, I actually, I have no idea how that happened. Really? Um, yeah, uh, I know that um, Luke, like our bass player, he messaged someone. It must have been. It must have been that name. That might. That name sounds familiar. Yeah. Well, if, um, if it if it involves being played at a Jets game, Kyle Kyle's the guy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Honestly, it was like we we all have our roles in the band, and Luke's Luke's kind of this. Uh, so he he's worked for labels before as a grant writer. Um, so he's got tremendous skills uh, and, and good great communication skills. He's also the communications coordinator for for Siloam. Um, so he 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 puts the um, he casts the nets out all over the place, and and very often things just happen for us, and we're like, oh, good job, Luke. Um, <laughs> So that's that's just a, that's a sign of 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 one of our team members doing a tremendous job. Um, I, so so the way that that came up was it, honestly the song the song itself is is outside of what we would consider our genre too. It was it was a one night we got together one night we were like hey Jets made it to the playoffs let's bang this song out. So we wrote the song essentially in we wrote and produced the song in about four hours and sent it off. I believe it was that evening. Um, and it stuck and, we, and there was, it, it gave us a lot of great traction. And now, now we're kind of, we, we, we are moving it. Like we're, if you hear our most recent single cover of nights and then the ones that are in the queue to be released shortly now, uh, you'll, you'll, you will notice a shift in the, the, the sonic landscape that we are, um, putting together with this band so it, it is moving away from that but that song did it really did do uh tremendous things for us to to get our to get our names out there originally yeah it says in your uh, epk that uh it was uh kind of an opportunity for you guys to like you said get your name out there but what, what's the what's the plan how are you going to leverage that into uh into getting some success for common ghosts yeah like we're we're a group of creatives who um and this is common with with many musicians i'm sure uh once something is out we're just like okay what's next <laughs> and then it's like we're 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 essentially done with with the past and we're con like we are constantly writing and that's uh, a reason for that would be um like we actually have access to our own studio constantly um so common ghost was released and we pushed that for about a year and we've we've since then we've we so we now released this song uh, cover of night and you'll notice um, when you when you check it out on on Spotify or, or any of those streaming sites you'll see it, we release a single but it's called a concept single this is, I don't know I don't know who else is doing this but so it's a song and then it's bookended by two creative musical pieces as well that kind of uh, that would yeah that bookend it um, and that's kind of the route we're going now where we're going to start releasing some concept singles where. It's three tracks, but all built around one song. And we've got a bunch in the queue that we've already started working on now. So what's the message you're trying to convey with concept singles? Um, 
maybe it's it might be more of a I'll say we're we're less geared towards being a successful band. Uh, we're we we just want to write good music. Um, we're not we're not gearing up for any kind of major tours. We want to be a fun band that plays uh, on the Winnipeg scene regularly. That's constantly putting out uh, fresh content as much as we can. That 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 drives us. Like writing new content is what drives us. Um, and whether whether we like streams and all that stuff uh, and and listens and plays, that's that's secondary to our our creative nature as a band. Um, that being said, we're hoping that that our creativity um, gives us more opportunities to play live shows. Like we just want to we want to play play live shows and write music. Um, I wanted to talk about uh, the studio setup that you guys have because uh, mm-hmm. there are uh, a wide variety of quality of music that we get submitted for Mandatory Manitoba. Some of it is you can tell they've hung a mic in a garage somewhere and they're just recording it off the floor. But you guys are, yeah. you guys are super polished, and I'm actually uh, very impressed and uh, a, a little bit surprised that that's something that you guys do on your own. Tell me about your studio experience and space. Oh, man, I, that's, that's where I, I wish I had Alan beside me to speak to that more. But, um, so Alan is our drummer, and he's also our, he's our producer, essentially. He has um, this studio space that uh, it's actually, a, it, it's, a, it's an old pig barn that's been <laughs> turned into uh, storage facilities. How Steinbeck can you get? Uh, <laughs> um, so, so he's, 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 been, he's been doing this for, I think it's been 10 years now. Uh, and he's just, he's brilliant at gathering, uh, gear and then, and trading in and trading up, uh, that he has built and and he's a craftsman. He's a craftsman with everything that he does. So he puts, he puts his heart and soul into everything that he does and, and he's constantly learning. So, um, everything that you've heard from us, I'd say other than common ghosts is entirely self-produced by, by us and Alan. Uh, Common Ghost, we did work in, we used the studio from uh, Private Ear recording and worked alongside John Paul Peters. Um, but but when you hold it up to the stuff that Alan's been doing, it's 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 so close in that quality. Uh, like, we're, we're floored constantly that we get to, that we have a, a member like that on the team. Um, we spend, yeah, we're, we're there. We're there every week. Um, so when we're when we're practicing, we we have in ears with with click, and our amps are in another room. So the room is just it's just drums and, and these microphones with us. And then uh, something something works well in rehearsal, and Alan just hits record, and then all of a sudden we're able to track these these live demos that we're coming up with on the fly. So it's really it creates such a conducive environment for writing too that we're. Uh, it's it's like nothing can hold us back at this point because of what he the work that he's put in there. So the space is that uh, is that where you recorded some of the um, the videos that you have in your your EPK? Uh, there's one yep. where you guys are covering Adele. Is that uh, is that from that studio? That's correct. Yep. <laughs> why why Adele? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, why so many of the songs that we do? <laughs> uh, uh, you know, it's it's mostly it's mostly so that that question is asked. It's we, like 
to to take to take some of the low hanging fruit of 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 some of the easier songs is one thing, but the, <laughs> to to go that route and to and to make it our own is it's it's we we want to we still want to be creative with everything that we do, and if we pick something that's really outside of our genre, then it then it forces us to be creative and work together in that. Your band is kind of like I'm going to use like an old analogy here, but like a Voltron, like every single one of you. <laughs> have one talent that is absolutely essential uh, for the success of a band, Luke and his ability to, you know, reach out and, and, and communicate to people in the marketing, uh, Alan and his uh, not only studio wizardry, but uh, the ability to, you know, craft the gear and all of that sort of stuff. It's really fortunate that you guys all found each other, isn't it? It, it is like, uh, and Without without pumping my tires too much, I like I also own a, I own a marketing company, um, which allows us to to access you know like so our our website and some of our advertising and and media things that we do. It's because I, I have this company. It's turned into this resource, and uh, and then we have I'll say we have we have Jay who who is incredibly incredibly good at organizing shows and and running events. So yeah, like it, that's it's it's like the stars have aligned, uh, and and there's this it's it's this A team, and we're all we're all kicking ourselves like all of us old buggers who are well some most, some of them are pushing thirty. I'm already thirty two. <laughs> we're looking back, it's like why didn't we have this when we were in our early twenties? <laughs> but uh, but here we are. <laughs> Is there anything that you might be lacking? Oh, skill. Um, what are we, you know, we, 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 I'll say this, I'll say, uh, there's, there's times where we, we do, it's, it still is tough for us to, to break into the Winnipeg market. And I think, I do think geography does come into play, uh, because there's, there's give and take when it comes to, um, being in the scene, uh, and, and playing in bands. It's not just like, like for us to, be limited to how much we can come to Winnipeg. It's it's like we should be going to more shows of our friends that are playing as well, right? Um, so I'll, I'll say that like opportunity and, and season of life. That's that's kind of what's where we're what's holding us back is we really we really sincerely wish we could be more involved in in more initiatives and you know with with me starting a family and and us being like that geogra- geographical distance. It does it does ha- put a limiting factor on us from being. I'd say more active in the Winnipeg scene because that's that's where the excitement's happening, and that's where we want to be. And it's it it it, it is tough sometimes. What do you think that balance is going to look like between the pressure of having a family and you know having to have a day job and the the time commitment that that is going to entail, and your desire to continue to push the band forward? Where's the balance there for you? That's. I'll say that's the part that's that that we're we're facing right now. So I have I have two, I guess it was two under two up until uh, uh, last week. So I've I've got two kids under two. And I had I had yeah. four under four. It's a nightmare. You are a crazy person. That <laughs> yeah. is just wild. <laughs> I told you, man. Wow. I lived in Steinbach. That's what they do there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so okay. So you know what you know what it's like to not sleep. Yep. For forever, and then I guess you work in radio too. So that's 
Yeah. Well, you, sir, are a hero. Well, I don't uh, know if I'm a hero, but... <laughs> yeah, the it, it, it really is tough, and, and I think that's why we've we've chosen not to put the pressure on ourselves to like, there's no goal for us to make it, but, but there is, there still is this drive to like, we just, we love music and we love playing. So yeah, that's, it's, I don't know how to name it other than that. Like it are like family life and family goals aren't really in the way of anything other than taking time away from, from us putting ourselves out there a little bit more, but it's not like, it's not like, the lifestyle choices we've made are holding us back from our life dreams because our dreams are we are we are living that right now we're making music and we're playing shows we just want more of it yeah well hey man some people yeah. you know when they when they unwind they smoke weed and play video games all night long and then some people have a, a creative outlet like music so I'm pretty sure that's the right. healthier version of that <laughs> i i will not ever uh compare video games to, to music because I, I I also love those dearly as well. So <laughs> we're very, very similar, you and I, Mike. Okay. Yeah. Hey man, uh this was awesome. Uh what do you want to tell me about uh the song that we're gonna play here? Uh which one are you playing? We are playing the cover of Night? Yes. Okay. What do I want to tell you about that song? Oh boy. Um, this is this is a glimpse of the direction that the boy in the sea is headed. Um, like I, I'd say, there's going to be some '80s vibes, some Killers vibes. Um, we're it's not like a it's not a genre we're we're planning on beating to death. It's like every song that we're going to be releasing coming up is going to have, uh, I'll say, little. We're, we're definitely drawing influence from different uh, different influences with all the songs that we're releasing coming up. So this one, you, you'll probably get some '80s slash killer vibes from it. Um, but we're we're definitely moving into a um, indie pop rock like like versus the the, the album um, where it's, it was kind of straightforward uh, heavy rock. We, we're definitely moving towards this uh, this more of this indie vibe. Um, and I think there's going to be there's going to be more of that as we continue to to release tunes. Cool, Mike. Thanks a lot, man. This was fun. Jay, I, honestly, uh, you're a you're a fantastic at at interviewing. Oh. My goodness. <laughs> so yeah, you should from one from one uh, Steinbeck kin to another. Uh, <laughs> no, we've we've had we've had a handful of interviews in the last couple of years. I, I can name this as as by far the best one that I've had so far. So oh, thank you. Thanks, Mike. That means a lot, man. Thank you very much.